Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Skin and Soul. I'm your host, Taylor Limebaugh, and I'm so excited to be here. Cheers to week three. I can't believe I'm already three episodes into this super fun journey that I've kind of just full sent. So here we are, and thank you so much for being here for our third week. And I'm just kind of reflecting about last week's episode. I really hope you guys kind of were able to learn something from that. You know, we talked about quote-unquote glowing up um, as the new year has approached. We're still in the first month of the year, so there's all the time in the world to still apply those things to yourself. So if you haven't listened to that one, definitely go check that one out. I give all my insider tips and tricks on kind of like how to create a list of goals that are just going to perfectly suit you as a person. So definitely check that one out if you haven't already. And another little like disclaimer I kind of want to give you guys, honestly... Ever since last night, I worked last night, which I don't usually work in the evening, but last night I was working and um, pretty much just like halfway through my shift, I was like, whoa, I don't feel good. Like something was just off. Like I was, you know, I've been kind of like really working on staying present in my body and just being aware and um, just kind of remaining conscious of things that are happening. And I just really kind of felt off, you know, like I just could tell something ain't right here, you know, so I was trying to take it easy at work, just trying to get all the things I needed to get done, done so I could get out of there fast. But last night when I got home, I was just feeling super crappy, not amazing. And I was lucky that I slept pretty good last night. I got a lot of good sleep, which I think um, I definitely needed. Um, But honestly, like rolling into today, I'm still not feeling 100%. So today's episode may be a little bit shorter, but I promise I'm going to pack it full of all my usual goodies. But yeah, we'll definitely go ahead and keep things um, normal as far as like talking about our must-have of the week and mini goal of the week and kind of reflecting on our progress from last week. We're going to definitely still start out with that, but I just want to kind of give you a little warning. I may not be like as optimistic as I normally am. (laughs) I'm just like feeling a little like hazy and not super awesome. So, um, but actually because of that, I asked you guys this on Instagram earlier today, but I decided, and this was my husband's idea, but he was like, why don't you talk a lot, a little bit about kind of, you know, what you do when you're not feeling super good. And I was like, okay, yeah, you're right. Like I would love to, to listen about somebody else's tips and tricks on that, especially if they were kind of like a little bit more of like, you know, coming from an alternative health perspective. So I thought I'll just include a little bit about that since I'm kind of experiencing that now. So just kind of what I do to kind of cope with feeling under the weather and how to kind of assist my body in healing. So I'm able to recover quicker and just get back to the, the duties of normal life, you know? So we're going to talk a little bit about that. And then we're also going to talk a little bit about um, some of my like free or more affordable slash inexpensive kind of like hacks, I guess you could say like tips and tricks as far as like skin health goes. So like lots of times, you know, we talk about the importance of home care, like getting on a good regimen and the importance of, treatments, um, maintenance treatments, peels, microneedling, all that, depending on your concern. But what I feel like is not talked about a ton is like little hacks, tips and tricks that you can do at home that can greatly influence the health of your skin. Um, but it's not something that's going to like break the bank every time. And this, these tips are kind of more accessible, I would say to a wider range of people. Um, whereas sometimes the advice I give may not be super that way. So I just kind of want to switch it up. We're doing kind of just a little skin health, tips and tricks and a little sicky poo vibes, tips and tricks. So that's just kind of what I'm thinking we're going to start out with um, for this episode. And back to the 
giving skin tips and whatnot, I really do like to educate about things like this, like just little tips that you can kind of implement into your life. Because if you're one of those people out there who does have a pretty solid skincare routine, you're seeing your esthetician regularly, but you're just kind of wanting something else you can do at home, just kind of like quote unquote little treatments you can do at home, just other little things that you can implement to kind of help your skin thrive. This is going to be for you. These tips are for you. Or I mean, you know, maybe you're prioritizing home care, um, but you're kind of in like a tighter financial position. So just like super basic routine. You don't have a lot of flexibility to add in new products at the moment, but you are looking for some kind of more lower cost, again, like treatment things to do at home. This one's for you, babe. I got you. This is going to be all the tips and tricks you could ever need, um, along with tips and tricks for maintaining your health otherwise. And whatever your situation may be, we all get sick now and again, and we all, all have skin. So I hope that being said that you can learn lots from today. And honestly, once again, like last week, I kind of want to just start out by taking a big inhale, exhale together. I know if you're not one accustomed to doing this, you're like, you're literally weird. I'm not breathing over the phone with you or over the, you know, speaker with you, whatever. But yes, you're going to do this with me. Just try it. If you think I'm weird, it's because I am, but just try this with me. Just do it once. Just see if it makes a difference for you especially if you're alone right now, no one's watching, you can do this. I believe in you. And a big reason that I want to start by doing this, and I think I'm going to start implementing this into future episodes, just always starting my episodes out like this. Well, to be honest, today for me, it's kind of like I need this to be able to record. I'm just feeling like kind of nauseous and not super great, as I've told you a million times already. So I want to start off by taking a deep breath, just kind of like clear my mind, get centered, get focused, all of that. And for both of us together, like, I just think it's a good way to just kind of like align our energies, you know, like taking big diaphragmatic breath. It helps to calm nerves. It can lower uh, cortisol levels, which is like the stress hormone. And since today um, we're going to be kind of going over a lot of stuff, I really want us to be able to focus. So diaphragmatic breathing can also help you focus. It can help um, just kind of like connect our energy in general since we will be doing it together. So we're going to start off with that. And after that, we'll go ahead and dive into the rest of all the shenanigans we're going to get into. You know me. So first, we're going to start off by taking a big, deep, diaphragmatic inhale. And what I mean by diaphragmatic is I want you to inhale through your nose so much that you feel your chest, your stomach, all of your core area expand. I want you to feel the expansion in your body until you feel like you literally cannot inhale one little ounce more of air. And once you get to that point, we're going to hold for about three counts. So just count to three in your head and then you can exhale. And last time I said exhale out the nose, I kind of prefer to do out the nose, but um, it really doesn't matter. Like kind of releasing out the mouth, um, exhaling out of your mouth is totally great too. That's kind of more of like a release. Whereas I feel like breathing in and out of the nose is kind of just more like a focus, like centered type of breath. But do as you please. Um, We're just going to start by doing a big diaphragmatic inhale. So here we go. Go ahead and inhale with me. Hold. And exhale. Honestly, I could do that like 50 times and that could be the whole episode, but I'm assuming you don't want to hear me breathe this whole time. So We're just going to do one. I just kind of like starting off the episode that way. It feels like nice and centered and relaxed and chill to me. So thank you for participating. All right. So now we're going to kind of dive into the rest of our episode. So 
First off, I want to talk about my must-have of this week, and this one's kind of not super specific, but my must-have of this week, something I've been loving all week long, are our silk pillowcases. So I had had silk pillowcases kind of for the last few years that I've been using on and off, but lately I've been really ritually using them. Like I do not sleep on a regular pillowcase anymore. I'm like so spoiled with my bed habits now, but um, I actually, my husband and I got another set of silk pillowcases for Christmas from my grandparents. So we've been kind of using them a lot more um, and having two sets makes it more accessible for me to be able to use it constantly because when one set is being washed, like the other one's clean and then I use that and then a couple days go by and I flip flop them, you know? So I've been absolutely loving my silk pillowcase. I feel like it really helps a lot with my hair um, I actually naturally have decently wavy hair. It's not like curly crazy. It's not like pin straight. It's like in between. So I found that sleeping on a silk pillowcase really just kind of helps to tame frizz, reduces tangles, helps reduce breakage, things like that. And beyond that, it's also really beneficial for your skin. Um, a lot of times kind of cotton or other materials that pillowcases may be made from can be a little bit tight, almost like it's tugging on the skin and it's just not quite as gentle, whereas silk is going to be a lot more um, easy going on the skin. So I like to sleep on a silk pillowcase for that reason. And also it's just like luxurious and fun and soft and like cutesy, you know? So love silk pillowcases. And I will kind of share on my story um, over at Skin and Soul Podcast. I'll be sharing my link. Um, well, just like a link for the ones that I have. I just got to double check and ask my grandma because your girl doesn't really know. But I will double check and be posting that in case any of you guys are interested in having the one that I have. Um, of course, any silk pillowcase I think would work great, but I've been loving the ones we have because they actually zip. So in the past, I've had ones that do not zip that kind of just like slip right off your pillow because it's so like you know, silky. I mean, it really is silky, obviously. So it kind of just like slips off the pillow and doesn't stay on very well, but these ones zip. So they stay on all night. You can toss and turn all you want and they're not going anywhere. So that's my must have of this week. And then we always, of course, talk about our little mini goal. And I would like to start by reflecting on last week's. And last week I was really focused on my night routine, kind of like solidifying what that was for me. I really wanted to put a focus on not getting on my phone at least 30 minutes to an hour before bed, just kind of help reduce the blue light exposure before bed, because we know that can kind of wire our brain, help us, well, not really help, but kind of like stimulates the thinking process. And you're kind of unable to relax with all that blue light stimulation and all that going on in your head. So I've been trying to reduce that um, this past week and just kind of establish a more solid night routine, like getting to bed at a better time, staying off my phone. And if I ever have like the urge to reach for my phone, I just reached for a book instead. And I'm so happy at this whole week. I've been like nailing it. I've been destroying it because it's been a really good habit. This is the first time I've ever really like put a lot of focus onto that, but I found a lot of benefit because I did notice, honestly, like I, I slept great this whole week. I feel like I've slept a little bit deeper. I'm not having as hard of a time like falling asleep. Like my mind feels less wired right before bed. And I feel like that's because I have been more mindful with my night routine and just kind of establishing like this is a time for relaxing. We're unwinding. Like I don't want to be surfing Instagram. I don't want to be doing research. I don't want to be like checking my email or ordering stuff. Like I don't want to be doing any of that. This is a time for my brain to like chill out so I can get some rest, you know? So luckily I was really good at doing that last week. And I really want to kind of continue to incorporate that into my life practice because I felt like it was so beneficial. And I really liked the subtle but noticeable changes that I um, kind of came across as I put a lot of focus on that. So 
And as we know, like big, you know, big habits start by small changes. So if you're trying to create good habits in your life, I invite you to start making these little baby changes, just slowly implementing them because they really can make a big difference. And I think this is a great example of that. So if you want to go ahead and stick with that habit, if you were doing it with me, I love you. Thanks for your support. Go ahead and keep doing it. Um, if you didn't notice like a super big change, then maybe it's not for you. So in that case, you can try this week's little mini goal of the week, which I am going to share with you right now. And that is letting negative feelings manifest naturally. So like what I mean by this is, well, let me tell you this first. This goal is to let feelings arise and fade away as they come, but I do not want to be holding on to anything. I'm really focusing on kind of like opening up my heart space, just letting it stay open, like what comes comes and what goes goes, but I'm just really focusing on kind of like the flow of energy through my heart space. So what I mean by that is obviously things happen in life that create negative energies inside of us or like negative feelings. Like if we divided everything in our day into something that made us feel positive or something that made us feel negative, like if you had to decide which one of those, something that happened to you during your day, what category is it going to fall under? Of course, there's going to be some things that happen to us inevitably throughout our day that are going to rise quote unquote negative feelings within us. And I've just really been focused and I'm really setting an attention by, you know, sharing this with you now, but I'm really focusing on just letting those feelings arise when they come, like feeling them. I do not want to be pushing anything down because that is not a good habit to get in. That's just going to create more baggage for you to have to unpack later. So just letting them come when they come and just go as fast as they came in. Do you know what I mean? Like um, even, I don't know, like you're on the road or something and you get stuck at a red light forever and you're in a hurry to get to work something like that could literally ruin my day if I let it. Like I hyper fixate on stuff like that. And I would seriously sit and think about that for like three hours about how annoying it was that I just couldn't make it through that light, like one light. And I could have been work on time really, but no, of course I had to hit the red light and sucks for me, you know? So I feel like a lot of times, um, I at least do kind of get stuck in these negative thinking patterns where you're just like so focused on the negative experience that's happening. But I just want to like put this out there. Like what if you put as much intention, not even intention, I guess attention. What if you put as much attention on the positive things that you do on the negative things that happen? Like you're going through the intersection and the light is green and you make it to work on time. What if the same amount of energy that you put in um, to being upset over the opposite of that, you put into the excitement and the joy of the fact that it worked out for you, you know? Like I feel like we don't do that enough. So I really want to focus on doing that. And um, just also with that, I think a lot of times I kind of tend to push away negative feelings. Like I'm like, oh crap, this is making me mad. I'm starting to feel defensive. Like this makes me sad. Go away, go away, go away. Like I don't want to think about it, but I that's not a good habit to be in either. So just kind of like letting feelings come up, feeling them and just letting them go. Do not hold on to it. Do not follow after it because it's going to suck so much of your energy away from your day. And you know, like this is kind of a weird comparison, but pretend that you had 87 grand in your bank right now. 87 grand, right? That's a lot of money. You have 87K in your bank and you check your statement and somebody stole $60 from you. You're like 60 freaking bucks. You rage. Like you get so mad because somebody stole $60 from you. But like, are you going to throw away the remaining 80? six plus thousand dollars like just because someone stole 60 bucks from you are you gonna just rage and be so negative 
and just be so upset that you're just like, screw this. I'm dumping all my money out the window. Like, I don't need $86,000 when someone stole 60 from me. Screw you. Like, no, you would not do that. Right. And that's kind of like the comparison that I'm using here. And the reason I say 87,000 is because there's 60 seconds in every minute, 60 minutes in every hour and 24 hours in every day. And if you do the math with those numbers, there's 86.4 thousand seconds every single day. So if something happens to you that ruins 60 seconds of your life, and it could be, I mean, even if it was five minutes of your life, that's 300 seconds. Like if someone, you know, stole $300 from you, are you still going to throw away that remaining $86,000 or whatever it was? Like, no, you're not. So don't let little inconveniences throughout our day totally consume the rest of the time we have. We should just be kind of making best with what we can do, moving forward, and just staying focused on the positive. And I feel like I've talked about this a lot in our recent episodes, but slowly you're kind of like brain training. Your perspective will shift throughout this practice. So that is my goal for this week. And I just think there's really nothing that is going to be really worth your emotional and mental state. Like, you know coworker gives you a dirty look. Is that really worth like ruining your inner peace over? Hashtag inner peace esthetician. That's me, baby. No, it isn't. It is not worth it. Your coworker can be negative. Bummer, but don't let that affect you. So that's my goal. Cheers. Nothing is worth your peace. No inconvenience, no disappointment. We always have the power to choose our perspective, and that's really what the focus of this goal is this week. So if you find yourself stuck in these negative thinking patterns, I invite you to try this with me just for the week. Commit to it for the week with me, and in a few days, I guess probably after this episode releases, probably Wednesday, I will go ahead and drop a little question box on my story so you guys can update me, kind of let me know how it's going, if you've been trying this, kind of implementing that opening heart exercise how it's going for you, if it's made a difference, if you've noticed a change in your overall mood, anything like that. Um, I just kind of want you guys to share that with me. And if it's okay with you, I would love to kind of anonymously share those so we can all kind of like motivate each other and it can be a little community, little community goal we're doing. And I just think small changes make a big difference. And this will be like a little experiment so we can try it. But yeah. So now that we've gone through our must-have of the week, our mini goal, we reflected on last week's goal, I want to talk about a few of the things that I like to do when I'm feeling a little bit under the weather just to kind of help myself um, get through that. So this goes for both physical and mental and emotional. Like when you're not feeling good, you're just not feeling good all around. So first and foremost, I love to make some yummy immunity tea with a little raw honey. Um, or even like raw honey, um, lemon water is so amazing. I will be drinking this nonstop today. My husband made me some yummy tea earlier and I'm just going to kind of like keep sipping on it throughout the day. Um, and I think especially with immunity tea, so anything that has like turmeric or ginger, lemon, lime, um, like licorice root, even mint, like anything that's going to help lower inflammation, give you a good dose of antioxidants, anything that's just going to help with your immunity in general is going to help you kind of push through fighting off bugs just because with that antioxidant boost and all those yummy things in there, we're just kind of helping to support our body's natural immune response, which is just going to help us fight off whatever we might be fighting off, which means we're going to heal faster. And also I think just a cup of tea is a vibe. And it's also just so soothing if you're having like throat problems, um, tummy issues. Like for me personally, I've just been feeling kind of nauseous. So that's just been kind of helping soothe my tummy. Next up, 
take a bath. I am a big advocate for bath taking. I just think it's like the best. Like every time I don't feel good, I get in the bath and I'm like, wow, should have done this earlier. This is like an instant mood booster. I don't know what it is. It's just a great place. And I think bathing just helps to relax the mind. It can, you know, help relax the body too, of course. Like you guys know, I've talked about my magnesium flakes I'm obsessed with. Putting some of those to help soothe any like achy or sore muscles. And a lot of times those kind of come along with feeling kind of sick. Like I feel like we get those body aches and we're just not feeling super great. So that can also help. Um, just taking a bath in that. And I've always, I'm always talking about those. And also just some bubbles. Take a nice magnesium bubble bath. Treat yourself. You're not feeling good. And the bubbles serve no purpose other than their bubbles. And who doesn't like bubbles? Literally nobody doesn't like them. That's a double negative. Anyways, next up we have heating pad. So I specifically love to do this when I'm like dealing with like PMS stuff, like menstrual cramps, things like that, or really any like soreness, irritation in my belly area or really anywhere. I have this little um, microwavable like rice pack thing that I bought in Oregon once with River and it smells like lavender. It has lavender leaves infused in it. It's incredible. I heat that thing up for like three and a half minutes in the microwave. It lasts like an hour warm. And I feel like, I don't know if this makes any sense, but the fact that it has lavender in it, I swear like soothes more than if it was just like a plug-in electrical heating pad. Nothing wrong with those. Those are great too. But I just think a heating pad is great just to kind of help soothe your body. And especially for me, it just really helps me. So that's always one of my go-tos when I'm not feeling super great too. And then next up, I think taking a light walk, getting some fresh air. I feel like a lot of times when we're feeling a little crappy, we tend to kind of like stay sheltered and just like hang out inside all day and, you know, just spend a lot of time in front of screens, watching shows, movies, sitting on our phone, whatever. Like, and that's totally fine. Like you definitely want to take it easy when you're not feeling good. But I think that a little light movement can be very beneficial, especially if it's outside, just get some fresh air into your lungs, kind of just helps to wake you up, perk you up a little bit, get the blood flowing. Um, and you know, even walking is going to help oxygenate your whole body, get that blood flow increase, get your heart rate up a little bit. So even just a short walk, even if it's like a five minute walk twice a day or something like that's going to be better than nothing. And I find that that kind of helps just like refresh my mental state a little bit when I've been inside and spending a lot of time in front of screens which kind of tends to be the case when I'm not feeling good, not going to lie. So I think just taking a little break from the blue light and getting uh, some movement in is great. So definitely keep it low key though, um, which is why I like just chill little walks. And then next up, this kind of goes back to food stuff, but making some yummy immunity chicken, quote unquote, noodle soup, or literally, yeah, make chicken noodle soup, do whatever you want. But River makes, River and I kind of like, created this incredible soup recipe. It's so good. I'm going to share it soon. I need to like make a post about it, but I'll just kind of give you a little synopsis um, and kind of why I feel like it's so good for when you're feeling crappy or really anytime. And I feel like this time of year, especially when it's chilly outside and we're just kind of feeling homey, like I just love soup so much for that. But this one has um, mirepoix, which is just onions, celery, carrots, so pretty basic, but we also do some garlic and shallots in it caramelize those, get those nice and flavorful. And then we do chicken broth, just pretty straightforward. You could also do brome broth, veggie broth, any broth you want. Um, but chicken broth just kind of like hits the spot for me with this one. 
do some chicken broth and then we do um some chickpeas so instead of using chicken totally use chicken if you have it and want to but this one this recipe is just so low maintenance because it doesn't really require you to like bake or like really like cook anything like yes you caramelize the veggies but that doesn't take very long and then the soup just like boils and it's like so low maintenance so it's a great meal if you're not feeling like doing a whole lot in the kitchen but literally just strain a can of chickpeas otherwise known as garbanzo beans they're kind of like interchangeably used but strain a can of those put those in the soup and then we season the crap out of the soup with like parsley fresh parsley um and then a couple dry bay leaves do some basil like italian seasoning i'm not really sure what else we do i'll have to like configure my brain and make a recipe because usually when we cook it's just like a little of this and a little of that and a little of this and a lot of that and some love and some sprinkles of happiness and then it just ends up being so good and we always eat it and we're like literally what what even is this like could we recreate this like I don't know so I'm gonna try to recreate it maybe I'll make a reel maybe I'll just kind of configure out can figure out really i'll just figure out what the recipe is so i'm able to share that with you guys because it's so yummy and i also forgot to tell you this is like the best part we have um little like chickpea noodles use any noodle you want i just like these for the extra protein and fiber but you do some of those in the end let those kind of cook so they get obviously like nice and soft but they're cooking in the broth um so i feel like that kind of helps to absorb some of the flavor and then you're going to serve it with some fresh lemon at the end. So that's just like a good dose of antioxidants, all the good flavors from that. And then we like to do cracked pepper, Parmesan, and more fresh parsley. And it's literally so good. It's like the most homey, quote unquote, chicken noodle soup. And you could totally use chicken if you wanted. I just think this is like a low maintenance way to do it. And it's incredible. Oh my gosh. And I almost forgot the best part. Also in the broth, we season with turmeric. So turmeric, like we talked about with the teas, anti-inflammatory kind of will help to provide some immunity functions for the body as well. But adding some turmeric, I feel like really changes the depth of flavor of this, makes it so good. And that's why I think it's super, super good for kind of when you're feeling not great and wanting to heal. It's just like low maintenance, full of nutrients, all the veggies, all the good things, protein, fiber, anti-inflammatory ingredients, yummy seasonings. It's just like so good. So I will share that expect this on my Instagram in the next week or so it's coming. I just need to figure out how we even make it. Cause like, I just don't even really know. <laughs> oh, anyways, love that. And then next up, I love to go to the salt cave when I'm feeling not super great. So if you follow my aesthetics, Instagram interpiece, the esthetician, I talk about this all the time. I'm constantly posting about it because I freaking love it. The salt cave that I go to, same with the sound baths that I talked about last episode. I love to go to Purify Wellness Center for this. They have a beautiful salt cave, 16 tons of Himalayan salt. So literally thousands and thousands and thousands of pounds of salt in there. And then they also diffuse pharmaceutical grade salt into the air. So all of the salt in there is antibacterial, antiviral, antifungal, and anti-inflammatory. So it's like, if you're feeling crappy, go hang out in there. It's like an immediate immune booster. Helps to clear out any gunk. Uh, it will absorb any toxins, allergens out of the respiratory tract. So it's just super great, especially if you're fighting off like cold, clu- cold, <laughs> cold flu cough symptoms. The way that my sickness is making me not know English cute but anyways you get the vibe so i love going there when i'm feeling not super great especially for those type of symptoms because it really does help to clear out the respiratory tract and it's also just so soothing and relaxing and peaceful and it's just a vibe so i love to go there if you want to go with me literally let me know because i will go with you any day of the week i'm obsessed okay 
Next up, obviously, this one's kind of obvious, and I'm grateful that I was able to get a lot of this last night, but sleep. Sleep is so important. Rest in general, but specifically when we are asleep, our body goes into healing mode. It's constantly regenerating. It goes to work to repair things, to, you know, just digest, like get anything it needs to get done, done. It goes into repair, into heal mode. And it's super important that we are kind of assisting our bodies in the healing process by getting a lot of rest and a lot of sleep when we're not feeling good. So even just me getting a lot of sleep last night, I felt a lot better waking up this morning than I did last night. And I do partially attribute that to the fact that I slept for like 10 hours. It was incredible. It was so nice. I need to prioritize sleep more and I'm working on it, but Highly suggest taking advantage of resting a lot when you're not feeling good. Last but not least, we've got another little recipe. And this is for kind of more of a breakfast thing. I feel like a lot of times when my stomach's upset, you kind of hear like the brat diet, like bananas, rice, apples, and like whatever tea. Oh, toast. I think it's toast. So like plain and simple, which I think is great. But with that being said, I do kind of like to still incorporate some um, kind of like antioxidant immunity boosting things. So this morning I did still cut oats, um, with some frozen berries. So it was like blackberry, raspberry, blueberry mix on top, some chia seeds, some hemp seeds. And normally I would do like a little drizzle of almond butter over that too, just for some added protein. But my stomach was just like, not, it was like no almond butter queen. No, no. And I was like, okay, heard. So I just did kind of a simple berry and chia oats so good. I highly recommend doing something like that, just kind of more plain, something simple, but also incorporating some things that are going to help replenish any nutrient deficiencies we might be having. I feel like when we're not feeling good, we kind of just go into repair mode to get it all taken care of. So just replenishing those things is super important and antioxidant support from the berries is going to be great. Raspberry, blueberry, and blackberries are like an incredible source of antioxidants. So I think incorporating some fresh berries is a good thing to do when we're not feeling good. So those are just some of the things I've been doing to assist my body in healing and kind of getting over that. Um, So I hope that you are able to incorporate one of those things into your life next time you're not feeling super good. And if you do, let me know and I'll be sure to share recipes for the things that I'm discussing and just kind of help out from that perspective. I do kind of need to like make the soup again though, like I already said. So I'll work on that. You should expect that in the next like week. Check my Instagram. Okay, so now that we've gone over that, we're going to go ahead and get into the free slash more affordable skin tips. All right, so the first one, you'll hear this all the time. I post about it a million times. Anyone else who is into skin health has probably told you to do this by icing your skin. This is seriously one of the best free, basically free. I mean, if you have a freezer, you probably have ice basically free things that almost anyone listening to this podcast has access to. And literally when I say ice your skin, I'm saying take an ice cube out of your fridge, wrap it up in a little paper towel. So you're not freezing your little fingers off when you're holding it and just gently rub the, the ice cube just against your skin. So don't hold it in one place for too long. Cause that can cause capillary damage. Like keep some constant movement, do this for like one to three minutes in the morning after cleansing or in the night after cleansing or both This is just going to help so much with inflammation. So if you're one of my fellow queens out there who struggles with acne, especially inflammatory acne, icing your skin is going to be incredible. This just helps really reduce inflammation and will help your breakouts heal quicker, um, help minimize any pain discomfort with them. And I also feel like it's a good habit to get into when you feel like picking. You're like, oh my gosh, 
that's it on my face, it's a no. Just ice your skin instead. Thank me later. Okay, next up, again, kind of more like holistic um, tip vibes. This is kind of like going to go a little bit more into like things you can do for your whole body that are going to support your skin rather than like just things you directly do to your skin. But this one goes um, for really anyone. And this is a great thing to do in general, but especially for skin health, just incorporating protein and good fats with each meal you eat. This is going to help stabilize your blood sugar and your insulin levels. So more stabilized glucose is going to be better for your hormone balance. You won't be seeing any crazy um, like blood sugar, glucose spikes, anything like that. This is just going to help our bodies function a little bit more concisely. And also will just help balance out our skin health because our hormones are a little bit more regulated because of this. And all this information that I'm giving you for this one actually comes from the glucose goddess. I follow her on Instagram And I think she shares a lot of very useful tips when it comes to this. So uh, she's a great resource. I highly recommend following her if you're interested in kind of how diet and um, other things in our life are connected physically and mentally. You can learn a lot from her. So making sure you incorporate protein and fats with each meal is super important. And I highly recommend you try that. Next up, um, not only to use ice when you have breakouts, but also do not pick your skin. So like I said earlier, ice your skin when you're like, oh my gosh, I need to pop that. No, no. Instead, ice it. Thank me later. And the reason I'm saying don't pick is because picking is going to increase the damage basically to your skin. So when a acne lesion of any kind really forms, it's inflammation in the follicle and it's like causing inflammation, like I said, But that's a lot of times where pain can come from and like sensitivity and irritation. All of that is stemming from the inflammatory response. So it's already inflamed. Now, when you go in to pick at it, to pop it, to poke it, to scratch it, whatever you want to do to it, you're literally increasing the severity of the wound. Like just think about an acting lesion as a wound because that's really what it is. And when you're increasing that wound, you're going to increase the body's response to that. And a lot of times that includes pigmentation. So if you're one that's fighting off post-inflammatory erythema, which is redness in the skin after um, acne lesions, specifically like that little red pink mark that just sticks around for months after, that can be greatly reduced by not picking. Do not increase the severity of the lesion because it's going to cause scarring, pigmentation, or otherwise. Um, so definitely avoid doing that. Also just reduce the infl- the irritation in the skin in general and ice instead. So don't pick. All right. Next up, not only to use antioxidants topically. So by this, I mean, yes, you know, you should be using some type of antioxidant in your skincare routine, whether it's through like a vitamin C serum or some type of antioxidant serum or, you know, whatever it may be. Antioxidants are so important for skin health, especially those that are kind of focused on preventative and corrective skincare really both apply. But not only should you be using antioxidants topically, but use them internally. And by that, I mean, eat your antioxidants. So kind of like what I was saying with the oatmeal earlier, introducing some fresh berries is a good dose of antioxidants. Lots of different fruits are full of antioxidants. Take advantage of them, like use them to your benefit, increase your intake of antioxidants. This is going to help your skin health. This is going to increase vitamin and mineral content. Like you're just going to be doing yourself a favor by incorporating more antioxidants into your routine, both externally and internally. So make sure you're hitting both those checks if you aren't already. Next up, 
taking high quality supplements. So this is going to depend on the person. And obviously I'm not giving medical advice by any means disclaimer. So please ask your doctor, um, or other healthcare professional for advice on this, but these are just a very general recommendation and supplements I like to incorporate into my routine. And that is a high quality omega. So getting those omega threes, especially is so important for the skin health. So supplementing those also eating lots of like fatty fish, avocado, flax seeds, anything that's going to be high in those, um, those omegas is going to be really good for the skin. So I think taking a very high quality omega supplement is going to be great for helping barrier health and all of that. Also, if you're concerned with acne, inflammation in the skin, any kind of like inflammatory skin condition, zinc supplements are going to be fantastic. Zinc is great for helping lower inflammation in the body systemically. So go ahead and take zinc supplements. Um, just make sure again, you're taking a high quality one. I don't know why I'm just like a stickler about that. And then I'm also taking magnesium supplements right now. Um, I've actually recently started doing that. And yes, I do take the magnesium baths. I find that helps a lot, but also internally kind of like consuming magnesium supplements supposed to help with sleep, help to stabilize your hormones again, help lower cortisol levels, improve your energy, all of that. So I've been taking those to kind of like assist me in general with those. And they've also been shown to help with kind of like skin health too. So I think taking some good quality supplements also, if there's like any, um, anything to help with like gut health, things like that, I think it's always worth looking into, but again, just taking advice from your trusted healthcare professional or your doctor is going to be my, my like, you know, recommendation when it comes to this. But I think just giving it some thought and looking into taking some supplements can be a great way to assist your skin health. And this is obviously not a free one. You do have to purchase the supplements, but supplements are typically pretty affordable. So, and let's see next up double cleansing, please, please, please. Especially if you have any kind of skin concern, which I feel like pretty much everybody does, you know, um, double cleansing is going to be your best friend. Our first cleanse is an oil or cream based cleanser. Um, typically, and this one's going to help break up makeup. If you wear makeup, going to help break up your SPF, all the dirt, the environmental pollutants, the dust, the grime, the sweat, the tears, just kidding, but just help break all of that up off the skin, remove all that pretty thoroughly. And then the second cleanse is typically a gel or a foam. Um, and it doesn't have to be, if you have more sensitive skin, you want to use a cream cleanser twice or an oil and then a cream, like you do you. But I think the second cleanser, it's important that it is kind of more targeted towards something. So whether you're focused on like brightening, you could be doing the vitamin C creamy cleanser from Glymed. Um, if you're kind of more focused on like, uh, just, you know, antioxidant support and just getting a clean slate and like, favorite all time favorite right now cleanser is the ultra gentle cleanser from face reality. I love her full of antioxidants. Gets nice and foamy, no harsh scents. It's just the best. So I use that one second typically, but you typically want your second one to be more targeted towards your concern because it's actually able to penetrate the pore better and do its job a little bit more effectively since our first cleanse is what removed all of the grime from the day. So definitely double cleanse. And you'll also find this kind of helps prevent breakouts when done correctly, just because you're, like I said, giving the pores a deeper clean, removing all the crap from the day this is just key. So yeah. All right. Next up, we've got just a few more cleaning your appliances and your skincare bottles regularly. So what I mean by appliances, it's probably not the right word, but like the sink faucet in your bathroom is a great one or the handles to the drawer that you pull out to get your skincare or whatever, like the cabinet handles, the door handle, like all of the things that were 
constantly touching, those need to be disinfected, especially those that we touch right before we do our skin routine. So this includes our product bottles, our product containers. I like to just take a little disinfectant wipe and sanitize those like once a week because we obviously are touching the bottles, our skincare bottles, when we're applying our skincare because you have to dispense the skincare into your hand. So obviously you have to touch it. And obviously we have to touch the handle to the drawer or the cabinet or the whatever to open to reveal our lovely skincare. So I think doing a little bit of disinfecting with these is going to help prevent the spread of bacteria, which is going to help prevent breakouts and just all that stuff. So I think that's something that kind of gets overlooked. That's super easy to do. Pretty much anyone can do that. So yeah. Also going along with that, anything that regular touches your face in general, like our phones, our phones are literally disgusting, like so gross. So please disinfect your phone, especially if you are holding your phone up to your face a lot. A lot of times, if you're seeing lots of problems, lots of congestion, breakouts in one side of the face, pay attention to if it's the side of your face that you hold your phone to and if it happens to, you know be something that you don't clean regularly because I didn't clean my phone regularly until I realized how nasty they were. They are literally so gross. So please disinfect those. Anything that's touching your face, that includes makeup brushes, all that stuff. Getting those little things cleaned out is just going to help prevent spread of bacteria, spread of all this not good stuff that we don't want. So go ahead and clean those. You're welcome. Okay. Next up, um, checking makeup, skincare too. If you're not using skincare, if you're not sure if it's non-comeogenic, so that means you're not sure if it's going to clog your pores or not. And trust me, if you're using Sephora, Ulta, Target, Walgreens, celebrity skincare, like very often do they contain pore cloggers. Like you would be surprised. So I would check all of your ingredients, um, or yeah, all the ingredients in your makeup, your skincare, if you're unsure, um, even like body care, hair care, if you want to really go the extra mile. But there is an app um, that my friend Lauren told me about. Uh, she's Faceplant Aesthetics on Instagram. She also has her own podcast. She's a great resource for information. I absolutely love her, but she is the one who originally put me onto this app. And the app, I believe, is called Acne Safe. Um, and it's so easy to use. You just pull it up and it has a little area where you can input the ingredients. So just copy and paste the ingredients of whatever product you're checking from the internet or whatever copy and paste it in there. And then you just press the word check and it will check the entire list of ingredients and it will highlight in red any pore cloggers if there are any. And if there's not, it'll say, congratulations, like this is not a pore clogging product. Yay. You know? So I think that's really useful. Um, I've started doing that recently. I've actually had to cut out a lot of the things I was using, especially on my body. Like if any of you get body breakouts or congestion, I kind of do around my like shoulder areas every now and then, especially doing hot yoga and like having a tight sports bra on in that area and just sweating my life out, like that tends to get pretty congested. So double checking that your body lotion is not full of pore cloggers and your body wash and your conditioner. Like that's another reason why we should, you know, wash everything in this, in the shower in this order, wash your hair, condition your hair, wash your body, then wash your face last in that order. That way, if your conditioner does have any pore cloggers, cause not going to lie, mine does, but I just love my conditioner. So that's why I use my body wash second to wash any residue that that may have left on my body off with my body wash, which is non-comeogenic. So it's not going to clog my pores. Hope that makes sense. But yeah, definitely recommend doing that. And then lastly, I made a post about this over on my aesthetics page, but switching up your laundry products. So if you're one that is using a 
pretty much any traditional detergent actually contains lots of sodium or uh, sulfate, laurel, sodium, sodium laurel sulfate. I can't remember what the like full word is, but SLS. Um, if I know it, I, I would remember it. Sorry, I'm just like blinking right now. But um, anything with SLS, SLS is actually a pore clogger. So it is a pore clogging ingredient. Also, a lot of other traditional detergents have really harsh fragrance in them. So if you're susceptible to acne, if you're susceptible to redness, irritation, dryness, um, rosacea, anything like that, you're going to want to kick fragrance out the door. I mean, it's kind of like sad. I know you're like, but my clothes, no. But also it like once I made the switch, I didn't even really notice a difference. Um, so I think switching over to a free and clear detergent is great. Get f- free of all those additives, all those fragrances and all of that. And then same goes for dryer. When you use like dryer sheets, fabric softener, anything like that, the dryer sheets actually specifically can leave a waxy residue on the other, you know, well, on anything that you're drying. So whether that's face towels, whether that's your pillowcases, your sheets, your t-shirt, like whatever it is, it can leave that waxy residue on those things and that can cause issues for the skin. So instead of using dryer sheets, I recommend using wool dryer balls and you can actually add a few drops of essential oil to those. I like using um, usually something citrusy, something fresh and clean smelling or just lavender is also great, but put a few drops of that on the wool dryer ball, dry your clothes, and then you're not going to deal with any of that nasty waxy residue, but your clothes will still smell nice and fresh and clean. And honestly, we really don't need all that crazy fragrance anyway, so I think this is just a good way to kind of like set yourself up for success, and it's something super easy that you can do. Make the switch super easy. Like it's nothing crazy costly. If you're buying laundry detergent and dryer sheets right now, like it's not something actually you really have to do. So that's why it's kind of more of like a low maintenance thing. Um, but yeah, those are all my little free, affordable, cheaper-ish skincare tips that maybe you're not doing already. And if you're not, start doing them um, just because they can definitely help out a ton. And I speak from personal experience. So just want to say thank you so much to all of my beautiful friends out there listening. Episode three has been a fun one. I think it was longer than I thought again because your girl likes to talk. So um, ironically, I'm feeling much better. Not sure what the heck happened when I started this. I was like, boy, oh boy, like this is not going to go well. Maybe it will. I'm going to keep my mind open. But I felt like crap at the beginning of this episode. But now I honestly feel like 7 out of 10. And that's better than I felt in the last like 40 hours. So that's a win. But anyways, I hope you guys learned something today. Thank you so much for tuning in. I love hearing from you. So if you have any feedback for me, I love when you guys shoot me a DM. Kind of let me know if um, anything that I said made an impact on you or what you liked, what you didn't like, things you're trying, or if you're going to join in with me on the mini goal of the week. So just kind of keeping your heart space open and not letting those negative feelings remain stagnant in your body, just letting those feelings come and go, not repressing anything, but not holding on to anything either because we don't got time for that. We're busy thriving. So let me know if you are joining in with me on that. And again, I'll keep you guys updated on both my pages, Inner Peace Esthetician, as well as Skin and Soul Podcast. I'm trying to kind of like be more active there. So I hope you guys are kind of enjoying the content I'm posting. Um, And also, as always, if you like today's episode, I would love it if you'd leave me a rating um, or a review below. Super easy to do. Just scroll to the bottom of my podcast page and there you're able to leave me a rating or review or both. Um, And I just love to hear your thoughts. So thank you so much. I hope you enjoyed episode three and I hope you have a beautiful Tuesday and I will see you next week. Bye.